like your audacity is running? Yes, yes. Y you see, uh, I had a way to segue this and then my head fucking blank, so I'm just going to say <laughs> randomly, I have it running. You, 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 you have the audacity. Uh, yes. It, it, it is Harry Potter and the audacity of this bitch right now. <laughs> I, I, so I've, I've been going a lot more on, on TikTok than I, than I used to. And, uh, the, I don't know why, but audacity has just become more and more a part of my standard vocabulary after like being on TikTok. It's fucking weird. See, I, you know, TikTok culture is like really weird. It, it, it's good to you, know, you don't engage in it. You just step back and watch the insanity. Mm. Because, like, you, you use a lot of words that you don't expect to. Caucasity oh. is, is making a comeback. Uh, which is audacity. Caucasity. Which is audacity, but specifically aimed at white people. Oh. Yeah, you know what? I, I should have been able to figure that out. <laughs> I, I, I saw a fucking TikTok video and like it legit made me fucking like burst out laughing because it's um, so you know how you can like stitch one video together with another one and it's yeah. a video of um, of two girls uh, who are like out driving or something and then like the t title on it is trying to uh, like on a hot to to find the lost treasure uh, no to find out where men get the audacity and then someone stitched together with it somewhere uh, him flying in like a indiana jones uh, jacket or something going me fleeing with the lost found audacity <laughs> <laughs> the dumb the dumb shit people stitch on t on tiktok is honestly pretty uplifting like yeah. I'm not gonna lie. So, like, my experience with TikTok is like, is like one of three things. One, it's somebody making a mat, like, very cursed, like, megalovania mashups because, of course, it's me. Yeah. Uh, I I run into like a, like a bunch of artist memes, or for some reason, like, whenever I don't know if it's just specifically my area or because I like somebody, I liked a TikTok about a kid going on hunger strike, but like all not hunger strike, but um. Striking against their work. But I was about to say a hunger strike. Jesus. <laughs> no, no, no. But because I like that video, like relating to that, now a large portion of my TikTok is just communism. Just like unabat. Yeah, it is just unabashed communism. And I'm uh. like, ah, uh, so this is where it's coming from. Okay. I I, I fear that it says a lot about uh like the algorithm when that's what you see and what comes up on my tiktok is a bunch of fucking first traps and food videos <laughs> maybe maybe it's because i i made sure to click only on anime and nothing else because i just want i i want them sweets um like beautiful misery x cpr x reese's puff mashups oh yeah have you heard uh, have you have you heard that fucking horrible thing? Uh, the, the the one where one is like, "How can this be? Set me free!" And then one is uh, pump the uh, pump the dick like I'm giving it CPR or some shit. Yeah, yeah, that. And then the third one is Reese's puff, Reese's puff, Reese's puffs. Yeah. Uh I love it. I, I see. Just give me more of that. If I if I would have like let more of that and less of like. 
people giving me statistics about all the horrors of capitalism, which I already know, by the way. I That's related to my shower thought today. But if I could just stop being reminded of it for five minutes, I'd be happier. <laughs> uh, I, the only thing that I'm... Like, I'm also getting a bunch of anime stuff, but what I'm getting the most of is the, the Japanese voice actors just going ham. I remember I sent you a... Uh, yeah, a, a video of like the the English and Japanese version of Ichigo going Bankai, no. and uh, I like I have the biggest boy crush on Johnny Young Bosch, but he like as and as good as he is, that the Japanese dude who who plays Ichigo who screams out Bankai, he's just fucking built different. Like that so, fucking comes from his soul, <laughs> like. You know how when they use, like, an underwater filter for, like, um, for, like, Hollow Ichigo, whatever he talks? Like, yeah. the Japanese voice actor just does that naturally. <laughs> he, like, growls when he says Bankai, and I'm like, ho, ho, sir, sir, do you have a license for that shit? Oh, my yeah. God. About <laughs> uh, being a fucking pyromancer with the fire he's spitting, goddamn. Oh, my God. Voice actors do a lot of crazy bullshit. They do. Uh, the, I, I, go ahead, actually, go ahead. Uh, I, like, the the funniest story I have about voice actors is probably, hey, guess what, Metal Gear. Uh, but in the first <laughs> Metal Gear, they had to fucking give all of the voice actors weird synonyms. Uh, because... Uh, Konami did not want to become a member of the Actors Guild or something, so they had to like pay a certain extra thing for the voice actors. Oh. I, I I don't recall like the specifics of it, but everyone was using a synonym, including David Hayter, who used the fucking name for one of the characters he played in an old timey ass uh, Super Sentai show that he starred in. Like <laughs> these people didn't give a fuck. <laughs> Okay, so way, way back in the day, I actually... First off, like I know it's a shitty practice why they do it, but I do love the names they come up with it. Right. Uh, I used to actually review hentai with a friend of ours, and mm. like the, the our, our favorite part at the end of watching it, we would look through the credits, and we would see all the fucking, like, uh... <laughs> I can't remember all the off all the, all the way, but like the, the, the pseudonyms you use for hentai... For a lot of the English voice actors are the funniest fucking shit I've ever seen. I I can't remember what his actual name is, but like the guy who voices Doctor Eggman from the Sonic X cartoon, he actually voiced like I think like one person, but like three different times. So he had three different fucking um names. They all had to do with the size of his fucking dick, and it was hilarious. What the fuck? I was about to ask, like, do you recall any, like, big-name voice actor who, who starred in hentai? And I guess, uh, like, Dr. Eggman was one of them. Dr. Eggman? Like, Dr. Eggman and, uh, like, my favorite one who always comes up for some fucking reason. It's, uh, is, uh, Dan Green, the guy who did the English voice for Yugi. Oh... Oh no. It's it's wild when you like hear it cuz he does the like okay okay uh there there was this one there was this one fucking like hentai we watched where 
he was... It's so jarring, because he does the normal Yugi voice, like the young kid voice, whenever he's, like, trying to be all nice and innocent. But then he's doing, like, the fucking, it's like, oh, God. It, like, it, it switches to deep Yama Yugi, and I'm like, oh, God, it's horrible. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's, uh, it's jarring and hilarious, and I love it. And uh, when, after this, after this, I'm going to look it up. Like, I'm, I'm kind of just waking up at the moment. I'm kind of... I just had my meeting at my work, and I just got on here, but I haven't collected my thoughts together. But when I remember, I'll tell you. Please do. Uh, but speaking of, like, voice actors and Yugi, I remember... Uh, so the Japanese um, voice actor for one of the characters from Yu-Gi-Oh! Don't recall who, because I never actually watched the show, but apparently it's a pretty prominent character in Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, he voices a dude called Uriyanje in mm-hmm. in Final Fantasy 14 and uh so because of apparently the 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 character that this voice actor voices in Yu-Gi-Oh is known for always like more or less JoJo posing with cards so mm-hmm. they would every now and again just start doing dumb shit with Rianji where he would start doing JoJo poses with cards as well and and like there's a there's a running theory that they only did that because like this is the voice actor. You know I love it when people when shit like that happens. I know there's like I I know whenever like the Japanese voice actor for Dio does anything, they always slip in a JoJo reference for some reason, mm-hmm. and it's great. I think I think like the the one that came clo- clearest to mind uh the fucking slime anime. Uh, there's this guy called the the guy who voices Dio voices a guy called Clayman, and he's been a smarmy bitch the entire fucking season, and then like the main character trying to act cool is like, well, my subordinate's good enough for you, and the, and Dio's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then out of nowhere, the the subordinate character who's supposed to fight Clayman does a fucking JoJo aura 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 rush out of fucking nowhere. Fucking nice. I love it. I, I love that so much. And I'm like, oh, th- we got Dio. We need to, we need to have an we need to get him aura at least once in this series. Absolutely. Um, I l- I love shit like that. I'm not gonna. Yeah, like uh, I I also remember uh, what is it? Dio's voice actor played. Uh, I I I saw that he, he was also in. Dis- pla- he was what? in Disgaea Five. That's yeah. Uh, but no, it, it's it, it, he's pl- he's also playing someone in um, in uh, what's it called uh, Attack on Titan, and I was like, really? I did what? not pick up on that at all. I can't I can't get into who it is because that would be spoiler. But yeah, that's oh, that's impressive though. Like yeah. like you you love you love to see it when like characters have like such range. You look at the credits and I'm like, really? It was that motherfucker? Okay. It it it's it's weird because, like, believe it or not, but Nolan North, uh, who who voices, uh, well, he he voices fucking everything, or he used to at least. I don't know what he's doing lately, but uh, you know Nathan Drake and all this stuff. Uh, everyone just wants him to be you know Nolan North, but apparently he he has insane range. But people won't let him have that. He voices someone in um, 
like normally when when you hear Nolan North's voice, it's just like, "Hi, I am American Man Man." Uh, but uh, in in uh, The Last of Us, he voices someone where he's like talking like this, and it's it's insane. You cannot tell at all that that's the same person. And but Nolan North and Troy Baker, two of the biggest voice actors in the like video game industry, at least in the West. Um, like people won't let them play anything but them, and that's a shame because like they do have range. Yeah, like uh, that, that's kind of like a just a certainty and like a shitty thing that happens in like the industry. Mm-hmm. It, that's what happens when you get typecast, and oh, it yeah. sucks. It's when you're recognizable only for this one fucking thing, and you those are the only roles you're allowed to get. Because people, which is stupid, which is really stupid on the producer's part, but they're the ones with the money, so they have to make these stupid decisions. But, like, when you do all these roles, and these are the only ones you can get, you're perceived you can only do those roles, and you never are given another chance. So it kind of just, like, goes, it's like a vicious cycle, and it sucks. Yeah. Like, you almost almost gotta go in under a pseudonym when you do an audition, just so you get another chance. Um, actually, uh, talking about voice actors, I remember, uh, we were in a call last, well, not last night, but, like, the night before, and, uh, I, I remember how this, how we, I don't remember how we got there, but, um, of all people, what shocked me, uh, Justin Brenner, the voice of Deku in My Hero Academia, he also, he started his career doing a bridge series of all fucking things. He was Cloud- in Final Fantasy VII, a bridge from Team Four Star, huh? So that's crazy for me because, like, you go back a decade, you don't get jobs from doing a bridge series. Usually, if you do that, you are like blacklisted from the fucking like group. Oh yeah, if you, if you yeah, it's crazy. Shit's like, changed like, nowadays. Like, like some people act- actively see that as oh, you're marking uh, the thing, but. You know, no, it's 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 just like my way of of saying, "Hey, I love this shit." Yeah, it, it's a good thing that like times have changed to the point where we can like respect that now. That you, yeah. you would go through and have the time and like do all the editing and make your own dubs, and like now you can get like professionally like hired for it. It's it's kind of give me that warm fuzzy feelies. Yeah, uh, I will say that. Um... Like it, 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 it does become an interesting scenario when, like, I'm, I'm looking at Young Year, a video game journalist that I care a lot about. Who, he again, I think I mentioned it before, but he's the voice actor for Pucci in in the latest season of JoJo. And yeah, like, I'm still, I'm still like fucking reeling from that because I'm like, you can't fucking tell. Yeah, and and uh, like he, he he apparently does a banging good job, and he's also a really good video game journalist. But that's where I start becoming a little bit worried because if he starts voice acting video games, how can you then like completely unbiased give the news about that video game? I've I like I've I've had the same thing uh, like I mentioned in a video before where I'm like I'm not I'm I'm thinking of never touching. Uh, like uh, comics that like people have pledged to my Patreon or something with, unless they specifically ask me to, because I'm worried that that's like it. it it's gonna be hard to take that as one hundred percent like completely unbiased. 
if I have if I'm financially incentivized to give it a positive review. Um. Mm, so so that's like a hard. So I always thought that was always a hard gamble to take. Because, like, you have to, like, realize whenever you're giving, like, a news report or journalism take, you are – everything you make is inherently biased because that's just a fact. No matter what you do, if it's, like, a review or if it's a – or if it's, like, an expose on something, you always have to look through something with your own lens. And you can try to take in as many perspectives as possible – but, like, unless you're just, like, reading from, like, a teleprompter and you didn't think of anything but yourself, you are giving your own biased opinions. Because, like, everything from, like, how you frame something to how you talk about something, is, your opinion's going to be sprinkled in there. Hmm. And while I think, while I agree with you that, um you know, it's rough that, like... Oh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. I'm fucking tired. <laughs> But like uh that that you if you're if you're involved in something you're always gonna be um you're always gonna have that like more of a incentive to like be to be biased towards them, mm. but at the same time now that you have this experience I feel like your opinion is a little stronger because now you have like the experience and you know a little more of what actually is going on behind the scenes. But I feel like that can also become an issue because uh, um, some criticism that I have gotten a, f- uh, a good few times is that people have been like, oh, you did not go into how the thing is made or something like that. Um, uh, and and that is fair, but that doesn't matter. What matter like a review should at most, in my opinion come as a guidance for a consumer and the average consumer is not going to know about these things that has been going on behind the scene it's the same thing like i remember there was that video game dust and Elysian tale or whatever it's called which is like mm-hmm. like oh it's made by one guy whoa and i'm like yeah but it's still not fun oh people think it's fun that's perfectly fine but i'm like mm-hmm. who yeah but it's one guy i don't care like, like, oh, I'm suddenly supposed to give it all of the leeway in the world because it's made by one guy. Who gives a fuck? Is it fun? No. Then fucking... <laughs> like, I, 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 I'll I, go to bed for a lot of dumb fucking Metal Gear things, but hey, oh no, Metal Gear 5, uh, uh, like, oh, it got snuffed by Konami because guess what? Konami is a bunch of cunts. Oh no, so you can't judge the game because of that. Yes, I absolutely can. If I'm going into this as the average consumer who doesn't know anything about what's been going on behind the scenes, that's what the game is. There might be a perfectly fine explanation for it, but if you're not aware of it, like, then, like how how is that supposed to change my opinion of it? Mm, fair, I guess. I remember I, I I I had a discussion with I think it was Cody or something about Final Fantasy VII about like this was when I was way like way into oh yeah fuck Final Fantasy oh I'm so cool because I don't like mm-hmm. it um, where I was like talking about how uh, Aerith's death scene is like what I would do 
different. And I, w- I still maintain that there are a lot of things about that that you absolutely could do better, but they decided not to do it. I, I don't know why, but again, that's that's of my opinion that it doesn't matter. But at that point, uh, Cody started going, oh yeah, but it's because the writer was going through this where his grandma or mom died or something. And I'm like, what fucking person is gonna fucking know that when they sit down and play the game? Like, um, so, something is bad, something bad is bad. There might be a, a reason for it, but if I'm experiencing something bad, it's still bad. I don't know. Maybe just because, like, I... Whenever I see something bad, I personally want to know why things are bad. So I feel like that's why that's where I'm coming from. Well, I, I also... Still no, I, I, agree, I, I agree. I agree. I But I do agree with you. Like, yeah... It shouldn't. It shouldn't affect that. It shouldn't sway your opinion towards the good scale if you know why it's bad. But I do think it's like. It, I personally think it's important that like you gotta know the context of everything. But that's but that's just me because I like digging for that kind of shit. I I like by by no means misunderstand. I also do want the context for these kinds of things. But I I just feel that. Like it shouldn't be a requirement for you to like have enjoyment out of the thing. If it's bad, it's bad. If there's a reason for it, fine, but it's still bad. If I kick you in the nuts because I suddenly have a fucking like twitch in my leg and my foot just happens to fly up and just crush your nuts, it's still gonna hurt. And I might go, oh no, sorry, it was just a twitch in my leg. I'm sorry. But I still kick you in the nuts. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, you bring up that example, and like, I flash back to like something that happened in like high school where somebody Someone elbowed kicked me. You in the nuts. <laughs> no, no, somebody didn't kick me in the nuts. But like, they, they, like, they, they were like raising their arm. They accidentally elbowed me in the teeth, and like, I didn't feel it at the time. Fucking but like, God. I, su- but like. I think they felt it more than I did, because, like, when they did, my teeth actually cut into their fucking bone when they just, like, yeeted their elbow into me. And I was worried about them more than I was about myself. And I'm like, dude, are you okay? And I'm like, I just elbowed you in the teeth! Why are you apologizing? Bro, so I'm did like, you fucking I... drink all the milk in the world? How strong were your teeth? Uh, apparently strong enough to to pierce somebody's skin. Jesus Christ. But yeah, no, I, I think it's just. But yeah, no, I I agree with you though. I agree with you though in that in that respect. Yeah, I I just like I I just thought the example you gave just brought up some like buried <laughs> memories of like, well, because like because like no, I did the exact opposite. I'm a fucking I'm so much of a fucking bleeding heart. Someone elbows me in the teeth, and I'm worried about their safety. <laughs> If you smear shit on your face to make an artistic statement, then more power to you, but you still smell like ass. Yatsu, Kroshaw, zero punctuation. Yeah. No, that's a good way to put it, yeah. (laughs) Buddies in a fighting game will be a biter. Oh yeah, like (laughs) grappling, but with your teeth. (laughs) Oh my god! It's just a fucking fish, just fucking jumping and nomming on the opponent and they have to punch you up. No, 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 no. I'm like, I'm like Oro, but if he didn't use either of his arms, oh boy, I'm in a straight jacket and I'm just biting everybody. Oh, okay. yeah, you're just Melina. <laughs> I'm just Melina. Oh, but I'm not hot though. She was so fucking hot. 
you. <laughs> I said she was so fucking hot, but sure. <laughs> I didn't hear you. Oh, well, I, heard, I heard you are, and I and my self-esteem went up, and now it's you know gone what? way down. You know what? You two are very hot, but Yay. you do not have the ass of Melina. No, I do not. Melina's ass is pretty good, though. This is pretty good. So, like, fucking remember... I remember this vividly, but that's also because, like, I'm a fucking perv. But do you remember when they were advertising for Mortal Kombat 9 and they had all these super fucking dumb, crazy, hot cosplayers and they just, like, showed these very, very specific close-ups of them, like, in costume? Yes, I'm remembering, I'm remembering, like, the cosplay booth babes, I believe. No, oh no, this was for like t- like online video ads or some shit. I remember they had like the Melina uh, cosplayer, and you know they were we were getting close-ups of her putting in the 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 cat eye lenses and shit like that. But I'm like the one that is like imprinted into my brain and probably gave birth to my kink for strong women. Was to get a fucking super close up of her abs where they're like like using a some makeup or something to highlight them all the more and I just got <laughs> <laughs> me feeling some type neuro- of way. <laughs> your monkey neurons activated when you saw it. Yeah, <laughs> monkey neuron activation. That's a good title for the podcast. Mo- uh, hold on, where the fuck is my note? There. What do you say? Monkey brain neurons. Monkey brain neurons, yes. Monkey brain activated. Monkey brain activated. Good. (laughs) I mean, it is fitting because we started out talking about hentai and now we're here, so it's oddly fitting. It it all comes together. Oh, that's what I, that's what I should have used with the hentai podcast. Damn it. Speaking of, uh, like, of all, like, sex and all that stuff. So, uh, I've been continuing my <clears throat> my, my journey through uh, One Piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have now passed episode 300. So, a little anniversary <laughs> there. Um, you, can, you can start to tell. You can start to see Oda getting her perv on. Uh, his perv on. Robin's tits have now started exploding out of a goddamn shirt. Okay. Gonna, I want to mention this right now, um, because we had we I've actually had this discussion with Raj before. Oda, he does definitely have like the skimpy body shit, mm-hmm. but the boobs—that's all the anime. I can promise you, if you compare the manga to the thing, yeah, her tits are still out, but they're not like they don't have the boob shine like they do in the anime, and it gets like. Really apparent, this is when the, um, this is when the anime goes forward. This is where it got, like, the whole, this is when they slowly start getting bigger throughout the series. And this God is bless them. Yeah. Like, like, Luffy has started doing the third gear where he, like, pumps up a part of his body. And for whatever reason, Nami and Robin has the exact same ability. It only just happens to the tits. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so uh do you remember uh first off do you remember smoker the guy who turns into like smoke and shit oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah do you remember the, the sword marines. lady yeah and do you remember the marine who follows him around tashigi the one with the sword the one who was there when Zoro soros 
teacher, but she doesn't have any recollection of it? Question mark? Kind? Yes, yes, her, her. Uh, okay. So, first off, that's not confirmed. We don't know that yet, and it's frustrating, but we're just going to go with that. Um, her. There is an inside joke in the fandom that every time she grows a, she gets a rank, her boobs get bigger. And you see it. Every time you see her with a new rank, her boobs just grow another fucking size. <laughs> Never change anyway. Never change. Never change. But um, I'm glad you got it. Uh, 300, I believe that's you're still on the fight with um, Zoro versus Kaku, am I right? Kaku is... The giraffe man. Oh, no, 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 we're way past that. Okay, so you saw, you saw the power of giraffes. That's what I wanted you to yeah, see. Yeah, I've seen the power of giraffe. And I, <laughs> again, more than ever before, and I need to stress this for anyone who's ever been like, I want to get into One Piece, but it's really not my thing. I need to stress this. One Piece is a comedy. Full yeah. stop. It is a comedy. There's action in it, and it's fu- perfectly functional. But it's a comedy. And my god, once like once you get into that mindset and you start watching it for the comedy and you start like like kind of fine-tuning in on that, holy shit, is this show hilarious as shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am I okay, I think I actually think I had to write you when this when this happened. So there's the scene. I'm gonna set it up for for, for, for the people who hasn't seen it. So there's this dude, you Usopp. He's kind of like a running joke. He's mm-hmm. kind of he, like he's always portrayed as a weakling, but he always managed to kind of come up on top. Mm-hmm. Um, and he and they uh, all all of the crew members are trying to get a, a a key off of one of these big strong people. And so Usopp finds one of these guys, and he's like sleeping out in in a field. And so Usopp is like sneaking up on him and he's like, oh boy, I really don't want to fight this guy. And uh, and trying to get uh, get closer so he can grab the key off of this sleeping dude. And then like he starts panicking because he's worrying that his his heart, uh, like like the dude can hear his heart beat because it's beating so hard and fast. So he's like, no, 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 heart, stop beating so fast. And then like he completely flatlines and the anime almost shows... <laughs> Like a flat, like his heart flatlining, and then like he starts panicking because oh no, my heart is not beating anymore. And starts like beating his chest to get it working again. And then, okay, 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 okay. He, he finally he finally got it to work. Then he gets even closer, and he's just about to reach the key. And then all of a sudden, a fucking rooster appears in front of his hand and he's like what in the fuck is this this is the loudest bird in the fucking world why is there a fucking rooster here oh my god i cannot please please rooster please do not caca and wake this dude up and this and like the it's super tense and the camera's like zooming in on Usopp. it's zooming in on the rooster and it gets closer and closer to the rooster and then it goes chirp like actually a human being going into a mic going chirp and Usopp, <laughs> and like it's the lowest, most quiet chirp in the world. And Usopp starts screaming, "That's not the sound a rooster makes!" And he starts flaming out, and that's what wakes the dude up. I I was fucking howling. It's some of the funniest anime I have ever seen, and the fu- and the show is riddled with this shit. 
Like a point, Yusuf is going, oh, no, oh, I broke my ribs, all eight of them. And Sora's like, <laughs> uh, you got more than eight ribs. Oh, 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 I can still feel it in my ribs, all ten of them. And Sora's like, you got way more than that. And then, and then, like they 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 have a little more back and forth, and then uh, Usum starts going, "Oh, my ribs! I can feel it all twenty of them." And so, <laughs> and Sora goes, "Do you have like a hundred? And, and Usum starts screaming, "Is my body made out of nothing but ribs?" <laughs> something to be said you're like the prime example of why I love this series because you fucking get it you fucking can see when the dumb shit gets dialed to 11 it hits but then you you have all these funny scenes you remember you have Usopp who doesn't know about ribs and then like at the same time you also remember this is the same dumbass who fucking took his giant sh- slingshot and they pissed off the entire... on the world. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, so that that's another thing uh, that I I really appreciate. Because Usopp has kind of been, like, not, not even kind of. He has been, full stop, the, the, the joke of the show. He's a oh, fucking yeah. idiot. The only thing he can do is that he's pretty good with a slingshot and talking to people. That's pretty much all he can do. And, like, he... Like he, and he's surrounded by people who are billion times more efficient in pretty much everything other than him. Like you got Luffy who has like his whole gummy thing and super strong. You got Soro who is who has his sword thing and is super strong. You got Sandy who has his kicks and is super strong and is also a fantastic chef. You have Nami who's a fantastic navigator. She's very like smart and. And scheming and all this shit. You have Robin, who is incredibly intellectual and who has like her 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 hand superpowers and shit. And you have Chopper, who is a reindeer who can be super fast, super strong, <laughs> and he's also a doctor, by the way. And then you have Usopp, yeah. who has a fucking slingshot. And when he's this much of a joke, the entire show through, there is a point where I'm at now, trying to keep it vague for the sake of like, in case people want to watch it, but. Where something has happened where they've just heard one of the members' conviction about, like, life in general, I guess. A person who has been convinced that they only, like, they only exist to die. And then hearing them scream at the top of their lungs to the point where I am dead fucking certain I heard the voice actress' voice straight up crack as she screams this. But she just screams, I wanna, I wanna live. And so, what is the response? Without a second of hesitation, after his captain tells him to, Usopp arms his slingshot and fires a fiery uh, bullet at the flag of the biggest army in the entire world. Mm -hmm. This is a dude who was afraid of sneaking up on a single guy, but because he has his, uh, his crewmates back like this, without a second hesitation, without like shaking or shivering or stuttering he nods says sure grabs a slingshot fires this bullet and declares war on the entire world like Mission complete yeah that like 
that is that is only something that you can get from something like One Piece, where the entire thing is the character dynamic between each other. And I fucking, I am deeply impressed with 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 with, with like all of this. I will probably say just to kind of like before I go too much into oh this is the best thing ever before I go too much in that direction I will say once we start covering these things that are not nearly as epic I am probably gonna have moments where I'm like come oh, yeah. on I'm, I'm like this isn't as great I feel like this is definitely a high for the show and I think you've said mm-hmm. as much yeah. um I keep mentioning it. it. Like you're in the what's considered to be the best arc pre time skip at the moment. This is the point where if you can if you cannot find anything good about this show, anything you like, just drop it. Do not touch it. Do not look at it. Do not look back. Cause this is this is like some of the best shit that the story has to offer. Yeah, which I can appreciate. Um, I I. Uh, and all of these character bits are, are so interesting and cool, and all the jokes are always hitting. And there's this thing, this super, super ultra specific thing that I really like, which is that this has been like a day. This has just mm-hmm. been one long adventure. When, when, like, uh, when reading or watching Bleach or Naruto or Dragon Ball. <laughs> It's typically all like, oh, we have this big action scene, and then we go to bed. And then, like, a couple of days later, another big action thing happens. Yeah. Uh, but this is all just, like, one long day, and the, sh- and, uh, the, uh, the anime doesn't shy away from that. Everyone's like, their, their suits are destroyed, they're dirty, they're, they have, like, dried blood on them and something. Like, you can tell they're having... Like a long fucking time, and I I live for that. I think that's super fucking cool. But with all this being said, mm-hmm. the fights are still pretty weak. Oh yeah, definitely. I agree. And uh, I want to like air a grievance I have with like One Piece because um I'm I'm caught up and like I and I like fo- I'm I'm at the point where like I'm waiting every week. For like the spoilers for the next chapter, and they like read it on Saturday, on Friday with um fan translations, and then I read this, and I read like the official translations on Sunday. I'm that far in. I'm like chapter like ten, like one thousand, like sixty. No, forty. We're at forty right now, and there is a subset of idiots who follow this series only for the fights. And they are the most frustrating people in the world mm. who will actively ignore things like theming, character interactions, are th- th- like a basic understanding of why this story yeah. works. And they will focus mostly on the fights and how strong a character is. And they will go apeshit about what is like what is good like no this fight sucks because this this character is not supposed to be this strong and it's just pain it's what? pain to have to sit through like alice says in the chat so jump force was their fault <laughs> yes jump force was entirely their fault uh, i hate I, them i i i think that like the best way that you can sum it up is that um frankie's fight against 
the the fat person with the zipper mouth. That yeah. that that entire fight is not to highlight that. Oh, uh, Frankie has a machine gun in his hand, or oh, he's this strong or something. It's to it's like just as much, if not more, about hey, here's the scene where Chopper feeds him a bunch of different drinks instead of cola, and we get to see <laughs> how Frankie starts acting like a damsel in distress or a super chiller out hippie dude or some shit like that. Like that's what the fights are about. They are a way to to convey these either emotional or comedic uh, set like set pieces, I guess you can call them, and. When it does that, it's great. I don't like. Uh, go on. No, it's like I love how before you got to that fight, you were asking me because you thought it was the stupidest thing in the world. It's like, why the fuck did he settle on cola? And I just sat there with a big smile. I was like, oh, you'll find out. I I, I wanna I wanna stress. It's still the dumbest thing in the world, but I love that it's the dumbest thing in the world. I know. <laughs> um, but they, but you you now where I'm at now, you have Luffy fighting a guy who's like. A leopard or some shit, and mm-hmm. it's like when you first when he first goes into second gear, which I honestly thought wasn't gonna happen till like just before the time skip or after the time skip. When he does the second gear the first time, that's really cool. That's like just mm-hmm. just because just because everyone loves to see that moment where the protagonist or a guy goes up a level and they just start kicking someone's ass like ultra hard. That's always cool to see. And I did like, yeah. uh, and I, we had a little talk about it. I, I do like that he beats the dude, but the dude is like still standing. So Luffy doesn't know that he's beating the dude. So he's like, okay, then I guess I'll have to show you this thing. And he's like, he puts his thumb in his mouth, which is how he activates the third gear. But then the dude passes out. And that and that is such a fucking great theming device that it's like there is something that's even stronger than what Luffy has here uh and and in the manga or in the Japanese version that you watched Mm -hmm. uh they they apparently just straight up say that what he's leading up to is his third gear but they don't in in the dub version and I actually think that works better because then it can be fucking anything that he had uh, at the ready um, oh yeah, like you told me you got to that point, and you were, and then you, we only before, right before you fucking like released it, it was like, oh shit, I did not put it together. He put his thumb in his mouth, and that was like him using third gear. Holy shit, he had this the whole time, and yeah, he did. Um, but but I will say, like after yeah. seeing second gear the first time, which like I actually still don't know what exactly it. Like I know what it in the series lore it does with the whole popping blood and stuff, which I'm a little unsure if that's. It, it's basically like forcing more <laughs> oxygen into your bloodstream. That's yeah, basically we, what they did. Which I'm a little like. I think that would just kill you, but all right. Um, well, he all his <laughs> organs are made of rubber. All of his everything is made of rubber, so it doesn't kill him. It's just uh, more. It, but it's stupid, I, I, but, I, but I don't know like what it. Like, does it make him faster or stronger? I, I, I don't. It, 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 it primarily just makes him really fast because, okay. like, his it makes his body just move faster. The reason why he's zipping around is because, like, he watched how all the CP9 members do their Soru thing. Mm-hmm. You basically just kick the ground twice, and it just yeets you forward. Which you know that's fine, but like yeah. now, now that he's fighting this pan, uh, this leopard or panther, I don't know. Oh, and he's fighting this dude. 
I'm I'm sat there going, this is actually like the thing that I'm least interested in. They got like the 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 fights don't have any anything in them that makes me feel that that it's any like how to put this. You know how in Dragon Ball, between the big big set pieces of where like oh Vegeta and Goku are now going to have a beam struggle. And and Goku mm-hmm. has to go Kaioken Ten to to beat Vegeta. In the anime, yeah. between those moments, they will have those parts where they're just like have having a flurry of punches and kicks against each other, where you can't see what's what. Mm-hmm. Like that feels like almost the entirety of this fight. There's not any like there what there is third gear, and there is like now where I'm at now. He's just getting back on his feet after you some yells at him. But everything between those moments just feels like that, where they're just like a flurry of punches. There's no significance, no agency to it. And I feel like that's a little, like, sad because the fights uh, he had against, what's his name, Foxy? The guy with the time power? Yeah. Like, that Foxy. felt, like, that wasn't great, but that felt more, like, like interesting because it also had the humor in it. Um. It's it's amazing because like you'd be crucified by like a lot of fans for even suggesting that, and I entirely agree with you. <laughs> um, like I like I've I've always said that like One Piece's strong suit is not in the fights; it's always in like the story. Because you, whether you like it or not, you're going to care about all of these motherfuckers one way or another, and the story will go out of its way to show you that. Every fight is there as, like, a narrative device to show either the relationships between characters, to show somebody's resolve, to show what they can do, or to show why they're fighting so goddamn hard. And, like, I think think that's the way you put it. You can kind of boil down, like, Luffy's, like, fight into certain set pieces, and those are the best parts of the fight. Those, like... From, like, when he reveals gear second to when he uses gear third to the ending of Luffy's, like, uh, fight, like, how like how he ends up beating him. Hmm. Those are all really good set pieces that all have something really thematic to do with Luffy. But if you take every little step into account and enjoy the fight for what it is, it's pretty weak compared to every other series I've seen. I'm going to talk about what I was watching afterwards. But, like, to just end this point... The the fights are there to enhance the story, and it's never been the other way around. No, and, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the uh, My Hero Academia gets a lot of flag just because its fan base is apparently super toxic or something. I don't know. I I have no horse in the race, but <laughs> like I remember there is that one fight uh, where Deku fights uh, Toradori or whatever his name is, like Fire and Ice. Todoroki, yeah, yeah. And and that is filled with these set pieces where every jab, jab they throw at each other is like significant, especially because Deku has this whole thing where he at this point he can't uh, control his powers. So every time he does an attack, it literally like fucks him up, uh, fucks himself up, and. Mm-hmm. I think that's like that. That is one of the 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 best things in 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 like anime fights is when there is this emotional uh, value behind it that every attack every move is, is 
has some sort of significance, either to put a character in a certain place, put them in a state, or put the opponent in, in any of these things. So in in One Piece, it's just, like, at this fight in particular, it's Luffy jumping all over the place and throwing his hands around. And sometimes he hits, sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he gets hit, sometimes he doesn't. And, like, it like there's nothing there. And it's so interesting to have that contrasted with pretty much every fight that the others had to go through before and i think you if you do that parallel you can see why those fights work and and this one doesn't like soro versus um kaku kaku yeah where like Oh yeah, we we are showing these cool moves like oh so does Ashura where he gets like six like nine swords or something like that. I remember it was an odd yeah. number because how the fuck? Um, but it's, like, it's nine swords because like three heads, three arms, three teeth. Yeah, it's dumb uh, in the best way. Um, yeah, and and then you have like Kaku going like fucking. Like, he uses his long giraffe neck to coil around himself. So, like, now I have no weakness, but also I cannot move or something. Like, it <laughs> it it mixed the kind of sort of serious fights with cool fight uh, set pieces together with what makes One Piece great, which is the humor and the characters interacting with one another. But that is completely absent from, from this fight here with, with Luffy and, and Leopard Dude. That is just fighting. There's no character dynamic. There's no humor. There's no... Uh, like, the the only thing that has come out of it is Usopp from outside of the fight talking to, to Luffy. Which, by the way, it does bring up a cool line, which is, this isn't hell. This isn't even close to it. So I can't die here because they promise each other we're going to sail to hell and back. And like... Okay, that's that's pretty fire. That's pretty fire. Okay, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, 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 I can fuck with that. But like, that's it. So like, I think that's an interesting. I, I've never had that thought before watching One Piece. And like, what makes a fight good? And mm-hmm. this fight is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Not to say that One Piece doesn't have good fights, which is exactly what I just brought up. But this fight, yeah, kind of sucks. Yeah. Which honestly, you're like the only other person who I can have, who I agree, who I had that thought before and I agree with you. And every person I talked to, whenever I brought them into One Piece, they would always say that specific one is their favorite. And I can't tell why. Maybe it's because they, they, it felt the most like the DBZ punching each other kind of thing. Cause that's the most you're going to get out of that. But people seem to love that. So I'm like, okay. But like, again, my my favorite moments of the fight are like the standout moments. Especially the ending and how Luffy ends up fucked up because of it. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, you'll get to it. You'll get to it. Sorry. I forgot. I, I forget the episode numbers because again, I'm... It's fine. I'm running, up, I'm running on manga panels. I'm not running on episode count. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. So, you'll... Again... If you come by, if you take the, if you take everything down to just like uh, the standout moments in each fight, and you t- and you read what that means for the characters, it all comes together and it's great. Hmm. Um, but yeah, no. What makes a good fight, and I'm going to transition, yeah. is um, 
Because while you're there, I also reached a pretty landmark stage in my catch-up. Because I told you I was reading Hajime no Ippo. I was, I was like watching Hajime no Ippo. I'm reading at the same time. Um, but uh, I have just finished the first series of Hajime no Ippo. Where does that stop, actually? Because I only read the manga. That, uh, really? Well, I'm I'm reading them both. So the first series, it it's not I did I did not get to I did not get to Tekken Kawagawa. No, 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 I'm that's not in Rising, yet. I think. That is in Rising. That's in the third series. But um, it stops after he gets the uh championship belt from Sunda. Okay, so you watch that. Yeah, so I watched that. I also watched the two movies that are between, which I found out were canon. Oh, yeah. Which are, which was, um, versus, uh, Sanada, I think his name. He was the doctor guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cool fight. And I also saw, um, Kimura versus Mashida. Ooh. Oh, my heart. So, well, first of all, I want to say, like, Ippo is, like, is 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 in my opinion is like the polar opposite of like one piece mm. where it is hilarious you get so much of the goddamn um like character demand of everyone just palling around and goofing off because you get that a lot in the beginning of one piece but after but as like the story goes on the scope like goes so goddamn wide that you you do get moments with the with the, with the characters together but it's so few and far between mm. which is I, admittedly, it is a bit rough. I do want more. I do want more of the characters just being fucking bros. Yeah. But again, like, but again, like, you know, when you have the scope so wide, you can't have that anymore, and it sucks. But like here, I get that all the fucking time. I get it until I'm sick of it. But I still fucking care about everything. Have they actually found the One Piece yet? No, they have. Well, the the main characters have not. But we finally find where it is, what it is, and, like, it, we, we see it from, like, Roger's perspective when we see it. And that's, like, a thousand chapters away from where, where Lhasa is. <laughs> I, I, okay, real quick before you continue. I always love that part about One Piece where it's like, is it this thing? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> like there's that there's so much ambiguity in it all but in the best way like do we know what the one piece is kinda do, do, does luffy get like superpowers kinda yes <laughs> does Sorrow get another sword maybe like it's so like uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> um actually keep that thought in mind by the end of ending's lobby okay <laughs> Uh, but also, they, they said the one piece is the friendship made along the way. No. We can say specifically that it is not the one piece, thank God. I think too many people made that joke, so they had to, like, do something to go, no, no, don't worry, it's not that. No, he, he was actually he was actually asked that in an interview, and he says, oh, fuck, no, I'm not doing that. That would fucking suck, wouldn't it? <laughs> okay, okay, kudos. Like uh, they they are getting a physical, they are getting a physical reward, and they are gonna get something like tangible. So it's a thing, and that and when you get the thing, you laugh. That's the only thing concrete we know about the One Piece. Also, that also the, uh, I I guess like I guess like it should be mentioned, but like somebody got the uh, 
There's a joke that Usopp always likes to make where he's like, oh, I can't go on that island because I'll contract the I can't go on that island or I'll die disease. That also becomes a thing. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> it's great. But, right, um... Go on. Well, okay, so I want to go back to Hajime no Ippo, how it's like the opposite, where you... Where that series is very much... It, it, it has, like, two... It has two gears. The first gear is dumb fucking friends hanging around and making cock jokes all the time. Yeah. It's great. It, it's and then dudes. it is it's dudes. And then it's like it's dudes and nudes. But then like you go to the actual fight and it's like you're seeing two monsters beat the shit out of each other in the most satisfying way possible. Like I I I am peeking up with so the reason why I'm so slow with Hajime no Ippo is like I'm watching the anime and reading the manga at the same time to catch up on what I missed. And like the penciling, you can tell that the guy who fucking made Berserk Mia Mira Mira I keep fuck Mira Murata. I keep I keep fucking up his name cuz I keep mixing up with Miata. Miata? But anyway, uh he he's the uh, he's he's Ippo Sasuke. Oh right, yeah, 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 that fucker. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, like especially in the manga panels, like the shading is so fucking beautiful, and the fights, every single punch, you can see they are actually putting their all. This is all just a fucking boxing ring, but that nigga fighting for his life, man, it's great. <laughs> and it's like, there, we're at a point where like. uh we were yes that Epo is kind of past his point of like learning new things because once he mastered the Dempsey role, <laughs> that's when he gets his fucking okay. Now he starts to feel like a championship boxer. But now, ever since he became a champion, now we're doing the whole oh shit, I'm not good enough for this. Like I'm too weak for this. I I don't deserve to be the champion. And then like in the last minute, it's like, no, fuck you. I'm the champion. I'm going to give it all until I got until I can't fucking move anymore. And it's like, I love it. The the fights are beautiful. And like, you can feel all the emotion in all the fights. Mm. But it's, it gets to a point where, again, like I need, I need to read more. Cause like, I think I'm only on, like, this is only like chapter 300 in the manga chapter, like episode 70 in the show. But I, I, I'm still having that issue where I feel like I'm still in the beginning of the series where it, it's a little bit formulaic, where I can see where it's going. The one time I felt a little better was like when we was when uh, Ippo lost to Date and we had to see Volg versus uh, Sendo. And oh, I f- my heart was breaking because I, I wanted both of them motherfuckers <laughs> to win. But like, no, one of them had to go. And it had to be Volk. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, my favorite Russian man. He said Arigato Ipo in Japanese, and my heart fucking broke in twain. Uh but no, like, you you see all these styles, how they're clashing, and how each people, everyone's fighting for something. Everyone's a good guy in this series of all goddamn things, and it's great. Mm. Like, you like um. One Piece does like the opposite. You especially will see it with a lot of his the like villains. Y- There's not a lot of redeemable characters in that series. Everyone is like the biggest piece of shit you'll ever see. And then like here, like everyone is like the goodest fucking boy. You're gonna cry. You're gonna want to adopt them. You love them so much. 
But then you get, like, the inverse, where, like, you get, like, the one villain One Piece who's redeemable, or you get the one guy who's a piece of shit. And because, like, the the moment when they come in is given so much gravitas, they stick in your fucking brain, and it's great. Yeah. Uh, I know I'm not at that part yet, but I know what's coming, because somebody spoiled it for me, but I'm cool with it. Uh, yeah uh, so like two things one you need to like let me know the instance you finished takamura's first real fight oh yeah like uh i, I forget what his first name but his, his last name's like eagle or some shit yeah so but, like th- th- there's I know a whole that. bird motif um the, yeah uh, he fights. A, he fight, yeah, that's weird. He fights a lot of birds now that I remember. Well, Takamura like means eagle. Oh, 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 oh uh, no! I think it's hawk. Actually, no, eagle, hawk, whatever. Bird of prey. I'm gonna Google this real quick. Hang on. Um, I'm gonna Google this. What does Takamura mean? Is that, that, that's also why his. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but his fight jacket is a bird. Yeah. Uh, in a lot of in a lot of the uh, in a lot of the uh, fight posters, he does he does like he's always got a bird on his shoulder. Yeah, he's got a bird on his shoulder. Yeah, um, actually, the, sorry, I just remember like the name that he had for Sendo versus Epo, and it's Lollapalooza. 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 Like, <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, but but speaking of that, that was the other thing I wanted to bring up. Like mm-hmm. so. After I've kind of given you the assignment to watch Epo, I've been like looking up cl- more and more clips because that like the the experience I had with the anime of of Epo was maybe the first ten episodes of the anime, and then I just started watching mm-hmm. clips because I started reading it. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I after uh, getting you to watch it, I started watching the 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 championship fight between Sendo and Epo. Mm-hmm. And the f- and like they they went there like the last fight they they do that thing I love in anime where they take the theme song and start blasting that shit on max volume as people are just beating the fucking tits off of each other and I'm like well this is fucking amazing <laughs> oh like see if if there's one way you want to get me to get endorphins you do that like you yeah. have you go into this season or the series finale and okay so here's the thing i hated the third fucking opening for epo because there's no lyrics it's just like people like shredding on a guitar but it sounds like cacophonous so it doesn't really feel as good but when they were having epo versus sendo they didn't use like this season's opening they went back to the beginning yeah. of the anime and used that theme song and i felt like i fucking ascended i'm like holy shit yeah let's fucking go epo uh it's good and the best part is that typically in in shows when when they start doing this like i'm uh, I'm thinking of uh, Gurren Lagann, for example, where they like uh, have Sorario Days playing, where uh, where Simon comes up and like, not yet, yeah. and then like, like w- at that point, it just becomes like uh, a steamroll of the hero rolling over the villain. But in Epo, yeah, play my theme music, and then Epo continues to get punched in the face like five times more. Like it, it's still yes. an even match, but it's but it's. Uh, it does that thing where it highlights what Epo does really good about these fights, which is that 
in this fight, these people have realized more about themselves and the meaning of strength and each other, and have come to a realization, and that is what's being celebrated by the music. Not them being like, oh yeah, I got an- another search in strength. It's it's more about like the emotional parts of them that I think is so cool. Uh, they had like a really good metaphor, but I can't remember off the top of my head. But it was essentially, it's like... They they ceased becoming people at that point. It's like I'm just I'm just here. My arms are moving on their own. You're going. I'm gonna give you every little thing I got, and I'm gonna take everything you've got. Yeah. I don't care how I come out at the end of this. I'm you're like I'm giving you everything, and Epo does. Epo's really good at taking hits, and he's really good at giving hits. Mm. Well, actually. Mm. Uh, actually, I can't even say that because no. I got because I I have a little bit of insight what's going on because I I know what happens to Epo way later in the series and I don't I don't remember, even know I that but I I think I know what you're referring to so let's cut it there I'm gonna cut it there but I'm just going to say like it's really interesting to see and I really love to see Epo just when he's not moping and he's not constantly doubting himself it is great to see him just like fight for his dream yeah. i think what sucks is like um after the fight like ipo asks what strength is and he says i still don't have an answer but i can still keep going and i'm like you should have but okay well that, but it's so, fine so, so that's the thing i i don't know if you caught on to like the the meaning of of the, the title and his name Oh yeah, no, no, no. It's it's the first step. I know yeah. that. I I know that, and I realize that, and that's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing in in that sense. And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it's because like this. It, it feels if maybe it's because like the way the anime um presents it is probably what makes it a little eh for me because mm. it genuinely feels like a finale, like a finale finale. Yeah, like it's if there was a point for thing. him to have the answer for this, this would be it. Exactly. But, like, you know this goes on for, like, another like uh, another thousand chapters, and you know that <laughs> you're, like, it, it feels a little sour, and I'm like, you know what, that's that's fine. You're, you're gonna get your answer one day, hopefully, you little shit. <laughs> he, he gets a dog called Wampo, and it's basically just Ipo, but it's, but the joke is that one. Oh, I never called one, that even. One. <laughs> I love I love dumb. Speaking of Wampo and where he comes from, you got to see Takamura fight a beast of the same quality as Takamura. He fought a fucking bear and he fights a fucking bear. So I love that because I've seen so many characters, especially in fighting games, who have like like they they don't have a shirt on and like they have the scars across their chest. Like, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. thinking, like, a law in Tekken or something, where they have, like, three or four claw marks across the chest. And it's like, you never really see where they got that. It just looks cool. But in Ipo, Takamura fights a bear and gets clawed across the chest. And so, throughout the rest of the, the, the show, he has, like, the claw marks on his chest, which fits him perfectly. But the fact that you know where he got it from... Makes it so much cooler. <laughs> because everyone I, can just say, oh yeah, he fought a bear. But you see him fucking punch out a bear! I, I think what works is that he... It never gets covered up. 
It is just there and prominent. It's like he pulls off the shirt and that's his Superman logo. Yeah. It's just it's just a part of him now because that fight was so significant. He was just he was just out there in the mountains training and it's like, oh man, I guess I'm there's a fucking bear and I'm downhill. This fucking sucks. Ah, <laughs> uh, so he's like, well, I might as well fucking do it if I got nothing else to lose. And he like. You see him, like, you see the first couple punches not do anything. He's like, oh, shit, I might actually die here. But he's like, no, this bear's going down. That surge of adrenaline, and he just, like, does a combo after combo into its fucking face. He's like, how do you like that? And the bear's gonna get up, and then he falls down. And I'm like, oh, he just killed the bear. It's so cool. Well, he didn't actually kill it. It's very much like a, a, a... Uh, Takamura moment, but it also has that moment where, like, he's actually thinking about maybe dying, and it's a very human moment for a character that is so, like, dumb in a sense, like Takamura is. Oh, yeah. That it, re- oh. it like it really makes that scene much more cool. I feel. Oh yeah, D- just the whole, just the whole like thing of him, like he's he's very much well to be like the invincible character, mm. like. If Ippo wasn't the main character, Takamura would be. Absolutely. Definitely. Uh, but when you see that like that like one hint of weakness, like, oh shit. But then it just flips around to like, I'm not fucking going down! Uh, it's it's great. Like he's he's got that like whole monster quality to him. It's yeah. It's hard to describe. But uh, I love it. But like uh, the thing I just want to mention about the chest, like, that scar is like there now that's a part of him that's like it, it, that's part of his character model going forward <laughs> you can't see, like but you like normally you wouldn't have seen it coming and to be fair the bear was fucking random as shit but yeah. you know what that's just there now that happened and you'll never forget it um and i'm glad that you did you circle back to to talking about that because it actually brings up a point that i've wanted to uh, to mention which is um one of the most discussed videos on my channel, I feel, is Made in Abyss. Mm-hmm. Because like people did not like what I had to say about that. Um, and mm-hmm. one of the p- uh, things that I point out is that one of the protagonists, don't recall her name, uh, but she has that moment where her, her arm breaks and, uh, and it's about to be cut off and all this. And she has a scar on her elbow after it. And... Like, to me, that is, like, this was such a, a, an important moment in the show, because it, it was so, it, it was where things got real. It, if you bring up Made in Abyss to anyone who has seen it or read it, everyone will know that scene, because that's where shit got real all of a sudden. Mm. And so, after the fact, after all this happened, she gets, like, instantly... A, a a thing for her glove so she can like use her hand and in the manga at least they several times forget to show the scar on her arm now of course that might just be an oversight might just be oh we don't want to add this detail from this angle or something but if you if you if you contrast that to 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 this thing with takamura it's like the the scar on his chest there was a very like like it it has a history it has a meaning and it has significance for the character like we said it's the first time where we actually see a more human side of the monster that is takamura and then mm-hmm. 
in Made in Abyss, the character almost died. And what do we have to... And the thing that should be there to show us, like, to remind us of what this character has gone through is just null and void. And, like, that's that's just, like, one of those things that really adds to me feeling like this was just there for shock value. This was just there to 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 get people to to be shocked and oh no what are they doing to this little kid um because it initially like it it doesn't matter the con- mm-hmm. the adventure continues unhindered after that and there's no repercussions for it the, the character can still use her arm and the scar gets forgotten half of the time and i uh, i i haven't reached that point of one piece yet but even like i I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that uh, Luffy's scar on his chest is pretty fucking significant. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb here because I actually do sort of know why it's significant. That the scar across Sorrow's chest is pretty fucking significant. Because this is the moment where Sorrow experiences of super one-sided loss when he's usually been like just wiping the floor with people it's a defining Mm -hmm. moment in his life where he realizes i need to keep getting stronger um i i just don't know how you fumbled the bag so much like these these things that becomes a permanent part of the character should not just be a visual thing that becomes uh, a permanent part of the character it should be a thing that either changes the character's personality or psyche or it should be something that changes the audience perspective of that character no you have like a perfect way to do it Sc- scars scars in media like they 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 have to be a significant thing like i don't, I don't think it's like if, if you come in already with the scar, you can be excused to just say, okay, that's just a cool thing. Yeah. But the moment you put it on them, you are fundamentally changing the character and you are marking that what is going on here is very significant for him, for the character that experienced it, for everyone around them and how they perceive him. Because th- the moment where Luffy gets that scar, it is probably like... It is the one of the biggest things that happens in the fucking story. Yeah. They give it all the fucking gravitas in the world. Like, it, with the bear with Takamura, like, even though it's a random fuck shit that happens, that fundamentally changes him. Yeah. Not in, like, a big, not in, like, a big tonal shift, but, like, it, it doesn't become, like, an asshole. He's still the same goofy fucker, but he's definitely, like, 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 something, like, clicks. With, like, Takamura, like, he is feral. He realizes something is stronger than him, and he realizes that he is, in fact, not immortal. Yeah. So, it makes the the moments when he's pushed that limit, he remembers the fucking bear. He He has, like, that surge of, like, super adrenaline going through him. And it just, like, you see it. Yeah, I think it was like in the uh, I think it was either like a title defense match or it was him like gaining the world the the world circuit where he beats somebody with only his left hand yeah. just to prove a fucking point. And I'm like, bro, the man who uh, rules with his left rules the world. I think is the quote they use. Yeah, I'm like, I've never fucking heard that, but that's fucking cool. Yeah. Oh. And- 
Um, oh, go ahead. It, it's I, I I like like you say like people can have scars and 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 stuff like that when you first introduce them. Like I don't when you said that I immediately started thinking of uh biking or uh yeah. Or the chick from Ichigo in the firework fa- uh, factory that only also just Kukaku. has one. Uh, yeah, it it like y- that's perfectly fine. Like there might be a story to it, but it's not that significant. But the moment you, as you say, you put it on them, it, it that is significant. That is also why uh, um, I'm I'm trying to think um, like. You probably don't know this this manga, but it's called Shamo, means fighting cock, um, which is <sighs> one of my all time favorite mangas. Even though it is a terrible read, it is so fucking dark and edgy. Um, no, you've no, you've actually told me about Shamo, and I haven't I haven't read it all the way. I did read a bunch of the preliminary chapters, and then I found out like the manga site I read it from started me in the middle of the fucking story. So I said no, go back, <laughs> but. No, yeah. Um, mm. but, tell, but, t- just talk about talk about Shamo. Tell yeah. us about Shamo, please. Well, uh, real quick breakdown. It's about a kid who kills his entire family, goes to prison, uh, is about to die in prison, and then he learns karate, sh- uh, uh, the exact type of karate I trained, Shotokan karate, um, from a guy, and he uses this as, like, he's backed so much up against the wall that he starts training this karate to to survive in this prison and then he finds out that he has this power over people that he can get through violence using karate and then it ends up ruling his entire personality and he just wants to keep on fighting and there's several moments in that show uh, in that manga i should say uh, where uh stuff happens that is of utmost importance uh and the character will cut off his hair for example that is, and that is to really nail home how significant is this moment while he's cutting off his hair. It's a change in the the way that we typically see the see the character. Um, during one of his big fights, a blood vessel in his eye breaks and his eye becomes red, and that is, and that is to signif- uh, to really give significance to this fight that he's having at this moment because at this point the protagonist of Rio is unapologetically evil and the dude he's fighting is like a super goody two shoes. So it's like to show this, like how evil Ryu has become at this point. Um, and I, I I just feel that like, even, uh, even if you look at uh, Dragon Ball, Hey, what was a super significant moment for, for Goku? Was it possibly during his fight against Frieza? What signified that? Uh, signified the turning point there? Oh, it was when his hair started fucking glowing. Like <laughs> visual changes to a character needs to have a significance, and you can also reverse it. That significant moments needs to be highlighted, but that is more of an optional thing. Mm-hmm. I just feel that it in just to bring it all back to what we were talking about. In in Maiden Abyss, when you have like such a significant scene as this was, and you have and you actively put in the effort to go and say, "Oh no, this character's hand is fucked up now, and she's gonna have a permanent scar," and you then and then you 
keep forgetting that the sky exists and you don't actually have the repercussion of her hand being fucked up at any point then like all of the significance that this scene could have had that was right there and easy for you to use out of the window now it's just another bad thing that happened to the character and it has about as much significance as them tripping over a rock and scraping the knee mm-hmm. i like how that we're having the discussion about scar because i'm just thinking of like other examples in media first off like the, the way made and abyss handles it you can definitely tell a lot of the bad things that happen to them is like filling some sort of like sick fetish or something yeah shit. that's just that's just a fact at this point um, I'm thinking, like, two examples come to mind where, like, scars are kind of, eh. Like, where, where you can where you can see what they're going for, but they never really do the follow-through. Uh, first one, and I, people will be bad about me, um, I'm, I'm catching up on My Hero Academia with a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And we see Deku's arm continually get more and more and more fucked up. Like, which we I see that his hand, which I appreciate too. And they keep telling him, that if you keep doing this, you're not going to be able to have arms anymore. And I'm like, oh. And like, he still does it, because, you know, because he's Deku. Yeah. But at the very least, you see, like, his arms gradually change. Like, it go like every time he uses it, his arm goes red. But if he uses it twice, his arm goes fucking purple. And it's disgusting, but it's like, you know what? That's what happens. You fuck up your arm, you're going to get horribly destroyed. Yeah. And like, um... Like Ida, he his arm is also fucked up, but like he he like he actually had to tell Deku he was like, man, like my arm I'm like I have numbness in my arm and I can't make a tight fist with it. Like they say I need to get like what was it, like neuron transplants or some shit? Like nerve transplants. It was nerve transplants. <laughs> he needed nerve surgery. To like first off, I don't even think that's a thing. Like, you can't just, like, take nerves and just reapply them. That's, that's like, some superhuman bullshit. But he's like, I'm not going to do this until I figure out what it's mean to be a hero. And I'm like, oh, they really take it. They make it really serious. And I think, I think if, like, Deku wasn't the main character, he would have been sidelined. He would have given, he would have been given the Rock Lee treatment. Yeah. And you know about the Rock Lee treatment. I, I know Poor all man. too well about the Rock Lee treatment. Yeah. So, but I'm like, I, I appreciate that they do give like scars and damage, like the fucking um, gravity it deserves. And I look forward to seeing where um, we got the we got to the point where I stopped in the manga because I caught up at the time. Uh, it's when All Might and All for One uh, fight for the first time. Mm, okay. So I'm where. So if I learn any more about that, I'll tell you. But Deku is like the good version of how to use scars. Um, but a, a bad version that I just remembered, you're gonna love this shitty episode. Uh, do you remember Steven Universe? Oh, yeah? Oh, uh, yeah. So, there's a, there's a little, there's, you remember, like, the donut lady from, like, the first episode? Her name's Sadie. Uh, she know. goes with Steven. Yeah. Baby, you don't have to remember. It's fine, dude. Okay. They're all shitty. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Steven, like, St- Steven Sadie and, like, the fucking donut the donut ear motherfucker they all go to like a deserted island they're like you know what this is fine steven's magical this is cool and they 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 have to like fight an invisible monster shit and like sadie for the first time she's always been meek and meek and sweet and all that kind of bullshit but then like you have to see her fight for her fucking life and go feral and it's and it seems like a it seems like it's a good episode they do a really good job like 
they actually give her a scar on the side of her face from the fight. And that's just there. Despite all of Steven Universe bullshit, they never have to, they always remember, they always remind you that the scar is on her face, which from like a production standpoint, it's easy because all you have to do is just like change the model. And when you're, and when everything's done, like in flash or stuff, you can just base it on. So problem, but whatever. Um, even though you see it for like the first half of the series, there is a good fundamental shift that like, yes, this experience has changed her. She is now more like confident. She's like, Oh, I experienced death. I can be fine. And you think it's a good character moment. And then a point of the story happens and none of that matters anymore because she just drops off the face of the earth and we are going to focus on weird, on forgiving this abusive mother figure until we don't anymore. Because that's what the story's about. Mm. And I'm like, you had such a good thing going. You had you were doing one thing right. All you had to do was keep going, and then you just drop it. Scars can do so much good things for your character. You can show whenever you want to have either a fundamental shift or you want to have some show significance in a person. You give them permanent damage, but. The, the caveat with that is like you need to keep paying it off for as long as the story's going. Yeah, it's a turning point. Like, it's not a phase. Exactly. Like th- that's what bothers me. The scar became a phase. Like she has it up until the end of the series, but it's like it doesn't mean anything anymore, and it should. You know, like it, she, it sucks. You, you know what show actually did this super well that I just remembered? Ooh, tell me. Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. That that show is fucking filled with that shit, especially Brotherhood. Like, oh, hey, yeah. hey, what's the most defining moment in that entire fucking show? Is it perhaps when Ed, Ed and Al try to resurrect their mother? Hmm, I wonder if they got some lasting repercussions because of that. Oh, fucking right! Hey, one one of them has no body anymore. <laughs> hey, remember that part where uh, uh where Mustang is about to lose his men and he fucking has to sear his wound shut in his fight against lust and it's the coolest fucking moment in that fucking t- entire show. Oh yeah, I remember that. And uh, but You're- but there's also like every fight where um Ed, that's their older brother, right? Yeah. yeah. Where, yeah where, uh, where every time that he gets like in a big fight, there's a, there's a wound on him. It's not you know like big noticeable, big fucking scar, but even uh, like just uh, little chips here and there, uh, like on his face or on his uh, on his cheek or on his arms or something. Like you can see these. Uh, remember when Scar gets Scar his name <laughs> uh, uh, and Perfect. And, yeah, and Al's armor has small little chips in it as well as like signs of damage. So when you get to the final episode and the stuff that happens there happens, you're like, oh yeah, I can fucking see that these guys have been on an adventure and they have grown not just stronger, but wiser throughout of it. And the ending that happens would not have been uh, you know, they would not have come to those conclusions or those mindsets or even had the 
balls to do them if not for the experiences that they've been through which are visibly shown by how the the states of their bodies and quote-unquote bodies are at that point it's done fantastically that is it also makes it feel that much more rewarding when it when the thing happens that does happen because you've seen the shit they've gone through and you like and I don't mean like you'd see in past tense like you actually see all the da- all accumulated damage appear on them and it's like bro bro I just want to see these kids happy what the fuck like I think they're still like 15 and 16 like these kids are kids yeah Ed's a fucking kid these are child soldiers yeah and it's nuts but it happens, and they got through some shit, and you kind of just, like, when you see what they look like at the beginning, what they look like at the end, it, and you, but you see that, like, process going through, it makes it feel all, mo- all that more earned. It makes you feel for them, and it's great. Bro, bro, they even fucking make Ed older. Have you noticed that? <laughs> when you first see him, yeah. he's, like, he's like a fucking little kid, and then at the end, he's like a full-on teenager. It's, like, amazing. I fucking love this show so much. I don't talk about it a lot, but it's fucking up there. So, uh, before Netflix removed uh, Fall Metal Alchemist, uh, I I, I saw Brotherhood really early on in my weeb career, but I never saw the original. So I saw all of the original before December. And they do some weird shit in that show. But, like... I, I do think, like, when you stuck with the manga and you did the thing, everything feels good. Because, like, it definitely comes together and, like, thematically it all just clicks. Like, whole. Oh. I, I also, I like, El uh, I... brings it up that he, he wishes that Mustang kept being blind uh, at the end of the show. and But that I feel like that almost perfectly highlights what we're talking about. That wasn't a defining moment for his character. That was just something that happened to him. Yeah. So when it stops, like once that problem is dealt with, quote unquote, then then him losing his blindness is like, yeah, it didn't have any significance to him because like it had nothing to do with his his personal journey. It was just something that fucking happened to him. She does it was. Like I think that's a thing. When when you have like something permanent happening, like blindness or shit, like it is a very conscious and important decision whether you're making that permanent or not. Because, mm. like, as, sh- as shitty as it, as it sounds, you do have to take into account the, like, the use of the character at the end of the story and what that means for them if they sustained this. Like, hold on. Uh, WCR lore confirmed Riser and Cloud, I think. FF15 is a masterpiece because when Science Man goes blind, he stays blind and Himbo gets a scar. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Oh no! I was just—I was just about to say why I don't think like just because they, I don't think they have to sustain every injury because it's just that every injury to sustain has to be for a reason. Yeah, like that—that that was the like, point I was making up before. What? Yeah. Like if, if if he stayed blind and just stayed blind, but like for for like a, a know nothing thing, would it, that would like. One that would—that's essentially the same as a character death. Like you can't really do anything with Mustang after that. Hmm. 
not unless you introduce like hockey, I can see with while still being blind. Then what's the point? Well, well, that was kind of like the, where they where they went with Hawkeye, where he's like, "Okay, Lieutenant, you have to be my eyes," and her name is Hawkeye. So it's like, ah, okay, they yeah. work better together, and it's cute. But it's cute. But like, if you had to do that the entire time, that would be, yeah, that would be a thing. Yeah. But um. But point is, scars are very important. They're in a very powerful narrative tool. And if depending on how you use them in your story, if you're going to give them the gravitas and the significance that they deserve, don't do the fucking Man Abyss thing where bad things happen. We're reminding you bad things happen, but don't follow up on it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Like, it was a phase. Yeah. It's not a don't phase, mom. <laughs> Oh, I broke my arm. Don't worry about it. I, I'll, I'll, we still have like 75% of the story left. Yeah. Oh, Risa Hargai is like a sleepy agent hidden triple S tier wife. She was awesome. It's like a tent pole. It can keep a tent up or it can stab a man to death. Uh, uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Hey, Cloudy, you had a shower thought. Uh, uh, that's right. I did have a shower thought. Um, <laughs> You don't really have a way to segue this, but like, um... Not me neither, that's why I just threw it up. <laughs> okay, so here's my morbid shower thought for today. Because I don't know, because I'm hoping this isn't just the case in America. But I'm trying to find a way to phrase this, so I'm going to think for oh a little boy. bit. Now, now I'm starting to worry. So, you have a cost to be born and a cost to die... So when you're living, you're basically paying off a rent or a debt. But ultimately, when you're paying the price to be born or to die, you're not the one who has to pay it. That's everyone around you. So in America, the average cost to deliver a baby is between $5,000 and $11,000. And the average burial is between $7,000 and $9,000. And while cremation is seen as a cheaper option, it could be as low as $350 to as high as $10,000, comparing if you're considering all the other things that need to go into it besides the actual cremation. In America, it is very expensive not just to live, but to be born and die. So if you're working all this time just to like pay off the debt, that kind of feels like a little bit like original sin, doesn't it? But, like you're paying off the need for you to exist um is cloudy okay i'm uh, okay so i'm gonna uh i'm, I'm gonna have to refer to my uh, danish council here uh l do we pay for childbirth because i don't think we do <laughs> i know we pay for funerals and all that shit uh yeah. and you know like the, the the lots and all no okay no thank you okay we 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 don't pay for child we we don't pay for childbirth okay what the fuck you pay for childbirth yeah I thought that was a normal thing you no <laughs> what happens if you can't afford <laughs> do they put the baby bag in no you just go in debt. <laughs> No fucking wonder so many people in America are like, oh, I want one of these bathtub uh, births or whatever the fuck. 
because it's cheaper. Like we talked about this before. Like the cost of an ambulance is five thousand dollars. There are people who will run away from the scene on their own broken legs because it costs less to run to the hospital than it is to get an actual ambulance. I just thought that was normal. Uh... <laughs> like, no. in, 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 a, in a very poetic way, like, th- to live and to exist is like you're, is like, it's like the Bible. It's like original sin. You were born with this sin of being born and this, like, $10,000 debt. And you're spending your life to pay it off. I'm just, like... I'm sure that you have a great point there. All I can think about is that you're basically buying a baby. Yeah, that's basically what it is, yeah. What the fuck? You could buy a PlayStation 4 instead. What the shit? (laughs) (laughs) That's, you know, that's funny because that's a lot of the reason why, like, uh, people, why a lot of, like, older people nowadays are mad that people aren't getting married and, like, having more kids nowadays. Because they don't realize that it's expensive to have a kid. Because, like, way back in the day when wages could keep up, it's like, oh, you have a kid? Okay, that's still, it's still, it costs $350 to buy a kid. You uh, still have to pay for it, and at least it was manageable. Okay, you're born with severe debt, but then you have to get a loan to go to school to get a better job to earn money, to pay off your life debt, and your school debt. But then you're going to die, so you have to pay more money into the life insurance. And, yeah, no, that's basically, baby, no, I want an Xbox. <laughs> No, that's basically how the cycle works. I, you pay to have a kid. Oh, you you pay to be born. You pay for all the time and money your parents spent raising you. Then all your time spent is like going into your current family until you have to take care of your parents. And then like when you die, everyone you took care of gets to pay for your funeral. So uh, I'm realizing two things here. Uh, yeah. One... Uh, or Xbox. Xbox. <laughs> uh, I realized two things here. One, mm-hmm. holy shit, are we spoiled up the ass in Denmark? Two, <laughs> I don't ever, ever want to hear anyone badmouth that we pay more in taxes than than other people do. Because, hey, guess what? Childbirth, free. School, free. Higher education, free. In fact, you get paid. <laughs> that's the shit that still fucks with me. It's like, I, you get paid to go to school? What? I Like, besides a loan that I had taken for the apartment I, I was living in at the time. No, it, fuck it. Even, I, I actually paid it off. When I finished college, I was debt free. Like the the moment I stepped out of out of the uh, out of that shit, I was debt free. But you guys are like you're in debt from birth, <laughs> unless you, of course you can pay it. <laughs> so Shane asked the question: What happens if you go over the border to Mexico or Canada to have the baby? You don't want to do that because then they won't be a citizen. What the fuck? So the reason so the reason why. That like Mexico Mexicans have the stereotype of like being border jumpers and shit is because they want their kids to be born on U.S. soil so they can have a better life than they have. Because when you're born on American soil, you're given an American citizenship. If you are over the border when you have your baby, even if you're both American citizens, your child will not be an American citizen and you might actually be separated from them. I... I, I, okay. You can have a baby be deported, Lhasa. 
Okay. Um, again, I, I, as far as I know, I don't have a child, but, <laughs> but uh, so I, 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 I don't have any like experience with this at all. But I am pretty fucking certain that in Denmark, when you have a baby, you kind of just fill out a document going what kind of like citizen should do like is this from this city or this city or this city i don't think they actually go where at what point what what coordinates were you on when the child left you for jj it's 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 more like like listen if you're on the canadian border we want nothing to do with you that baby's mexican get him out he doesn't have his green card what okay so hold, hold on hold on okay super morbid here Let's say that you are currently in the process of going across the border from America to Mexico. Mm -hmm. And as you're moving across the exact line, borderline, and you give and like you give birth so that you start when you're on one side and and like finish the moment you're on the other side. Like, does someone has to come up with a measuring tape to go, like, how much of the baby is on each side here so we can determine whether or not it's a Mexican baby or uh, an American baby? No, that no, that baby's illegal. You can't have him. What in the fuck? <laughs> the moment you leave American soil, I don't care if you start crowning on American soil. If that baby leaves... And ends and is out by the time any part of you is touching Mexican soil. That baby is Mexican. I am dumbfounded. I am speechless. And every day that I learn more about uh, the the American system. Uh, no shit talking America, but uh, I get that much heavier that I'm Danish. <laughs> oh yeah, no, definitely. Again, like I, we we have these back and forths where I just have like a mental breakdown that like you get decent healthcare that doesn't cost you an arm and a leg. It would have been cheaper just to cut off the arm and sear it shut with a hot iron than it would be to stay in these fucking rooms, like. Okay, so actually, the thing I learned from TikTok of all things, because we're circling back to that shit, oh, yeah. I, the it is it is it, it is a an evolutionary advantage to be a Karen, because something you can do to uh, to like bring down the cost of like your hospital bill is to demand to see every single expenditure itemized, because they will blatantly hide shit from you. They will say, okay, this hospital bill, it's $5,000. Okay, show me every little thing. And you look down and you see, like, they were going to give you, like, they were going to make you pay $500 for fucking gauze bandages. Or, like, uh, like $30 for an ear swab. What in the fuck? Everything, like, uh, healthcare is privatized, so... It, they, they're doing this shit for $500 for bandages, literally Xbox. I could, like, I could, <laughs> there's like a, there's a, there's like a whole college thing where people are like, they, they are considering jumping in front of cars because 
On the one hand, they die, but on the other hand, if I live long enough, this guy might have to pay my student debt. Okay, so... So, okay. weighing your life against the money you have to pay is, a, is like a thing you always have to do in America. Okay, so hold on, hold on, hold on. So I know that it's taboo to go to a restaurant and bring your own food. You don't do that. You also don't bring your own beers to a bar. Yeah. What if you bring your own bandages and swabs and all that shit with you to the hospital? What happens? You still have to pay for the cost of the bandages because they're it's it, a lot, some of it is for the item as the is for the action. Other times you're also paying for like the service of them bandaging you. Okay, so like I I do understand the whole service part. But the fact that you have to fucking pay for it. It's like fucking if you go in and you like want, if you bought a graphics card for your computer and you yeah. pay someone to put it in, that you then have to pay for the graphics card again. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's basically the same thing as like buying a, as like a getting your car fixed. You pay for the, you pay for the, you pay for the alternate, you pay for the service of putting the alternator in you pay for getting rid of the old alternator um is that how it works in denmark i don't know i don't have a car i have a bike um all, all i can think of is that the other week i went to the doctor because um i, I had f uh, fucked up my ear so uh, i wanted mm -hmm. to get that check uh and it uh, like they they used like a light and a swab and all this stuff. Um, it took me like five minutes in there. Uh, and do you want to know how much it cost me to 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 be in there and they like you know using all of this different equipment on me? Uh, um, twenty dollars if you have a copay, or if you have nothing, it's like three hundred fifty. It didn't cost me a fucking thing, cause that's not how we do shit in Denmark. You don't have to pay a copay for your insurance. What insurance? We oh. do. We pay insurance in case something out of our control ha uh, like fucks us over, and like oh, someone ran into my car. Then oh, the insurance is gonna cover that. Or oh no, my, uh, my TV exploded for some reason. Oh, then the insurance is gonna cover that. You, why the fuck would my insurance cover that I go in for a checkup on my hearing that, like, oh no, I got ill? Insurance is mandatory in America. It's not like, fucking not in Denmark. It's a good thing to have. <laughs> just by just by being Danish, all basic medical help is free. Absolutely. <laughs> that if, is like... If you have a yellow card in Denmark, you just get that shit. Man, that, that sounds nice. Like, okay, so he, he, here's here's cloudy struggles at the moment. Um, so during the COVID night, during the COVID nineteen epidemic, um, I was given, I was allowed to be put on like my state's health insurance because I was, because I made no fucking money, and I had no fucking prospects. But I, they, for for once, I had I I got to feel what it was like to live in Denmark because I because I had like a card that let me have like. Not free health insurance, I still had to pay a copay, but like it was far cheaper than if I were to go in without one. 
And during the middle of January, when I didn't have any hours, I was told that because the they're considering the epidemic is over, so I'm off the insurance now. So I've got nothing right now. Mm. I'm suffering from ear infection, and I'm taking my chances not going to the doctor because it's too fucking expensive for me. Oh, my fucking God. Just for them to look into my ear and tell me, yeah, you're infected. Like, this song went down, so I'm fine. I... I'm, I'm, I'm going to quote Al in chat right now. Medication in Denmark is not always free, but it is super discounted and even further discounted if a doctor prescribes you the medication. That goes, and that is not just for medicine. That's for glasses. That's for psychology, like uh, uh, going to a shrink. Uh, that is for uh, any, you know, like, Outside of normal medical stuff, like oh, you like a foot doctor or something to to check out like a special fungus on your foot or whatever the fuck. Uh, a gynecologist is also free, I believe. Like, like I think we got it good over here. <laughs> I think I think you guys are doing pretty well for yourselves. Okay. I'm, I'm proud of you guys. Okay, but like okay. I, I, I need to. Any last thing I want to mention, and yeah. uh, just because like you brought up COVID. Do you pay to get COVID tested? Uh, no, and that is still like the most shocking thing to me. Okay, okay, I was about to originally. Say. I I remember at the beginning, a lot of people didn't want to go get their COVID test because they were afraid of the fees they had to incur. So the government actually, it was like a big fucking deal to say, "Hey, these COVID tests to get your booster shot, they're all free." And a lot of the distrust surrounding it is like, no, it, if it's free, it has to be bad for you. Oh, yeah. Because that's the mindset you're given in this place. And vaccinations are also free, I suppose? Yeah, vaccinations are also free. Okay, okay. Boosters are free? As long, like... I mean, at this point, even though it sounds like, oh, that's perfect logical, I need to ask now, because logic has just been thrown out the fucking window the moment you mentioned that it costs like a billion dollars to have a fucking baby. Dude, I have to pay, like... My like I'm in a I'm in a situation where I'm trying not to pay five hundred dollars to not drive my car. <laughs> Let me explain, because a thing that's required in this in this country, you need to have driver's insurance to be allowed to drive your car. Whenever if you get pulled over by the police, they ask you specifically for your license, registration, and insurance information. That's one of the requirements. If you don't, you can get imprisoned. I am a new driver because I got my license when I was 25 years old. And, but because I got it so late in the year, they rolled me over to getting my license in 2020. So for the first five years, I have to pay extra in premiums to drive my car. How much do you think a premium is for a quote-unquote new driver? Lasa? I don't know, two thousand dollars Just throw me through. Yeah. Well, really? I, I was on the money? <laughs> you were on the money there. Holy shit, I'm the fucking best! Oh my god, that's tragic as fuck! <laughs> uh, like, I... So, what we're doing right now is that I'm t I'm with my aunt at the moment, because this is her car. I, I'm using a hand-me-down. She paid off the title. She bought... The, the car is legally hers. I'm just on her insurance... To so I can drive it. She admits she takes full responsibility. Her old premiums were like maybe $130 a month. It is now 500 because I'm on it. 
So that $500 comes out of my pocket. So I had to... I had, no mo- I had no money last week, so what I ended up having to do, I forgot I had fucking Dogecoin, of all things. So I sold my Dogecoin the other day, and I paid off my insurance with that. I actually think I remember you bringing that up during the podcast. Yeah, because uh, like I was selling it, I was selling it during the stream because I'm like I better get rid of this, and that was that wasn't enough to cover it. It was enough to cover like a fourth of it. The rest of it came out of my savings, so I'm at like forty bucks in my pocket right now. So, and that's just America. We just live like that. So like I again, I don't have a car, and uh, mm. I I actually could easily afford one, but um. There's a whole bunch of stuff about cars and like the ownership of of having it, stuff like insurance and stuff and like checkups and stuff. So I don't I I I can't be an authority when when talking about it because I don't know all of those expenses. But I do not think that it is that fucking expensive just to be on a like on a thing that says that you're allowed to drive it. Like in in Denmark, I know. Like when I first got my license, I was driving my parents, like both my dad's and my mom's car, uh, like everywhere we went. And that is just a normal fucking thing that you do in Denmark. If you get pulled over by the cops and they ask, "Hey, is this your car?" No, it's my it's my mom's. That's it. No, there's nothing like I don't have to show proof of insurance or anything. I just have to show my driver's license, say, "Hey, this is my mom's car," and then they will, you know, run the plate or something, and my mom's name is gonna come up. I don't have to be on a piece of document that says that I'm allowed to drive this car. That's fucking insane. Actually, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret because I, for, I just when you were talking about it, I just remembered. My dad t- gave me like the fuck the fuckest revelation. It's, it is the fuckest revelation because I can't think of a better word for it. Fuckest. Fuck it. Um, a lot of the reasons why uh, the police are looked bad at right now, I mean, aside from like all, all the corruption and shit, and I talked about this when like the riots were going on, but the something that like uh, insurance companies do, this is a factual thing, and my dad's been offered this, and he he told me he's never done it, but like I feel like we. We're, we're a poor family. He had to have done that at least a couple times. But cops are hired by insurance companies to purposely pull people over. Specifically to raise their premiums. Not like hitmen. They do it indiscriminately. Or to the discretion of the police officer. But it is just a factual thing. That to increase the someone's copay. To, a way for like insurance people to get more money is that cops will pull someone over. They don't even have to give them a ticket. They just have to say, "Oh, you we have to we need your insurance information. We need to tell you we pulled you over for uh, your lights off or you were going like 5 miles over the speed limit." And then their parents and their insurance premiums go way up. That's just a fucking thing. I, okay, so like yeah. in 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 movies and stuff like that. I always mm-hmm. hear about like, oh, you just got to fill a quota. Is that what they're referring to? Yeah. That is the quota they refer to. I am fucking dumbfounded. I am legit dumbfounded. I I, I always thought that it was like, um, 
the 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 gullible part of me always figured like, ah, oh, James, you you need to fill out your quota. I always thought like that, like when the police chief was saying that to to the the beat cop or something in, in movies like this. I always thought that it was because like, oh, we need to to show upper management or something that you are actually working. But no, the fact that it's like they are monetarily incentivized to do so, that is fucking... Jesus Christ, I am getting more and more... Dep- like, how do you fucking live? It sounds like it's just a constant worry about money and fear for your life and getting fucked over. Well, you lose the fear for your life after a while, and usually the fear of money takes over. But I, right now, I'm not living on my own. I'm living... Like, I, like, I have this own apartment, but this whole house complex belongs to my dad because he bought this place when like the housing market was just about to crash so this place is his it is a shitty house there are like raccoons and possums just like fucking in the walls but like you know what i am happy to live here because at least it's a roof over my goddamn head and i'm not paying rent i'm only helping my dad pay for like electricity and shit that i use and that's like and he's reasonable i just help pay those bills and that's it then that is like the best deal i can fucking offer when, whenever people talk about, like, Americans, like, oh, why are they all still living with their parents? Shit is expensive. Yeah. Like, I can tell, I can talk about, like, how the, how it's impossible to buy a house right now. Like, the, the cost of buying a house is like buying a castle 10 years, like, 20 years ago. The, ca- the cost of renting an apartment is the cost of buying a house. The cost of, like, renting an apartment, like, 20 years ago is the same thing as, like, just living at your own, uh, living at your parents' property. It's a lot, uh, but we just gotta, but we're here, so we gotta do it. It's a shitty lot, but you know what? We could be communists. Oh, fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Move to Denmark. (laughs) It is a lot, but like, a lot, like, we can can have a whole podcast describing, like, the the horrors it is to be American. I I think I'll have to bring a bottle of gin for me to get through that. Because I am, I am excessively distressed right now from hearing about that. I just, see, I just, my, my cute shower thought was like, oh, you know, living's kind of like the Bible, original sin. And now I'm just explaining this and everyone's just having like, what the fuck, Cloudy? Yeah. You're living in constant fear of the government, constant fear of money, and your beer tastes like ass. (laughs) It does. Holy shit, you're lucky that your women are hot. God fuck, what else would you have going for you if not that? Um, We got Blizzard. (laughs) God damn it. That's just another fear hanging over your head getting sexually assaulted. (laughs) No fucking wonder people freak out when America wants to bring their democracy. We're not a democracy. We're a republic. What? What do you call it? Republic? Rep- Rep- I can't even say it. Republicancy. Uh, no, it, it, it's just called a republic, I believe. Cause um, cause so I had to look this up because I'm like, cause the word democracy gets thrown around a lot. Like by like the textbook definition, we're not. We are in fact a republic. Like, all this, like, ideas of democracy, that's just not true. Well, okay, we, 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 we're getting into a point where I, I can't follow anymore. Uh, it's fine, it's fine, because, like, I barely understand what those words mean. All I know is, like, 
democracy, republicy, all these dumb words. They don't. They're just buzzwords at this point. I don't. I don't like, even. I don't, I, I don't even know if Denmark is like a diplomacy or uh, or a monarchy or anything. Uh, so like that's how little I know about these types of things. But in case someone wanted to let us know about whether or not they were living, well, yeah, you live, you have a fucking <laughs> queen, yes, but she doesn't do anything but uh, but fucking smoke cigarettes <laughs> and, and eating hot dogs and cheering at, at handball games. That's fucking all she ever does. Uh, she's yeah. fucking cool. Don't get me wrong. Most, if not all, of the the, the Danish royalties are fucking dope as shit. Um, she does more than ours. <laughs> That's uh, but yeah, in case someone wants to let us know about their royalty and whether or not they live in a democracy or a monarchy, uh, where, and they want to let us know about that, where could they send uh, such an email? Uh, they can send an email to uh, webcastrelief at gmail.com. So, Lassa, if if they're having an existential crisis, uh, where can they send their crisis to us so we can read it? Uh, hopefully a shrink, but the second best thing is to send <laughs> it at, to webcastrelief at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, I, I warned you it was morbid, although I didn't think it was going to be as morbid as it actually was. You didn't have hmm. the context and other countries simply don't pay for this shit. <laughs> pay for babies get on xbox goddamn <laughs> you know a lot of people are just like spending their money on a ps5 on a scalp ps5 because it's cheaper than having a baby and the baby can't even play fifa fuck it <laughs> the baby can't even play fifa that's a good title name. the baby can't even play fifa <laughs> baby can't play fifa baby can't play fifa uh i'm gonna i gotta love for them to like for like the viewers to like read listen to this and like where are we gonna get to the reason where are we gonna get to the title name it makes no sense and then they get to this shit okay first question comes from uh our, our good buddy jerry our good buddy yeriko jerry uh, so hypothetically speaking if you had a wiki page dedicated to you but you got co- you got to control what to put in it what would you put in it uh so uh you you know um that that okay this is gonna be wild so you, you have you read death note i've read death note okay yes. so you, you know that point where light is taking the piss out of uh out of l by having the first letter of each bracket like spell out i am kira or something like that mm-hmm. i want that on on my uh on my wiki page <laughs> Where uh, the first letter just spells out "fuck you, Lamau" or some shit like that. Um, I don't know what else I'll put in there. Like, I, I, I don't think that there's anything really interesting to to write about me. Which is, I think, I think there was like a point in time you thought I was the one behind your TV tropes page. Yeah. And like, I wasn't, but I'm like, I, I'm flattered you thought I was. I don't know, I, I just seems to recall that was like what, a moment where you said something where I was like, okay, that's, that, that sounds super hyper-specific, and it's also on my TV Tropes page, and only a few people know this. And I said, um, I guess just copy-paste the fucking TV Tropes page and put it in there so everyone can uh, know about how I once cussed out Chris for having a problem with the gays, or uh, <laughs> the time I called out Andrew Dobson. 
for for saying about how he always overglorified his own characters, and even those characters were fuck, uh, and those characters was a self insert of him, and those characters were still ass. So if you have the power to make those characters so much cooler and interesting, what does that say about you? Oof, big oof. Yeah, I think that that, that was a good right. Yeah, what about you? Um, you know, there's gonna be like a whole like section dedicated to like my my eldritch horrors of like my first stint in college <laughs> and how. And like and like and like how that like ch- I guess fundamentally changed me as a person, cause b- mm, boy, Caesar webcomic relief personal life controversy with fur community death. Oh god, oh god! Can't believe Ryza got yiffed to death. What the hell? <laughs> that would be a way. You know, you know how I always said like if I was gonna die, I'd want to have a fight with a bear. That's probably. Being yiffed to death would probably be a way to describe it. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I anyone's going to look at that and, and not say, wow, that bear fucked him. But there is a non-zero percent chance that somebody would. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's the wrong type of pounding the <laughs> wrong type of bear. <laughs> but yeah, um, the whole thing about me... Like having a Christ, like a like an early like a quarter life crisis dealing with a with a debt, and hopefully one day if I ever if I ever do it, I something I've always wanted to do in my life is like I wanted to direct a series. Hmm. I never, I never expect it's gonna go anywhere. I never expect that it'll be popular by any means. But I want. I want to say that I made something with my own two hands and I had people following me as I was doing it. Mm. So I want to, I'm not going to die until that happens. So that's a goal in my life. I like that. Real American Grizzly. Not an American Grizzly who drives a truck. <laughs> what genre of series would that be? Um, honestly, I, I want to make an anime. Just unabashedly, I want to do that. What? But I also want to have like a. Oh, sorry. What? What the biggest weeb I know wants to make an anime? Who the fuck would have seen that one coming? I sure couldn't. <laughs> um, I, I guess like, I guess if you want like whatever the hell that um, like the Castlevania people are doing, like whatever you want to call that. If you want to call it anime, you want to call it action, animation, whatever that is. I want to do that. I don't know. Aren't they working on a Devil May Cry series now? Yeah. <laughs> Big excited. <laughs> Do you think if we really try, we could get a legit professional looking wiki page for the riser to go up, but then fill it full of misinformation and bullshit? Probably. Like. Moder- like moderation for like. like I think you can do that for like a fan in wiki for Lhasa. I like. I wanna make it uh, blatant. Like I wanna refer to a point where this was, ex- especially blatant. Uh, if you can get away with the thing that happened to the the wiki page about Scotland and the Scottish language, <laughs> you can put in a fucking Wikipedia entry about me. Did you ever hear about the whole Scottish language thing? No, I didn't. But tell me, please. Okay, I'm I'm gonna butcher it. Alice knows it way better than I do. But it 
it was uh, it was found out that like a vast majority of everything that was put on the Wikipedia uh, on the Wikipedia about the the Scottish language was just made out of uh, like made up by some it wasn't a wiki page it's the entire Scot uh, Scots language wiki alright um and it, everyone kept referring to this as like a legit source of information but apparently it was just some weird autistic kid laughing as a Scottish person uh, who had written all of this shit and none of it was true and mm. and uh, and again it was like massive like <coughs> People took this as gospel. Books have been written using this as a source of information. <laughs> so, like, if you can have that, you can have a fucking Wikipedia entry about me where all of the facts are wrong. To say that I'm, no. like, six foot or some shit. Six foot eleven. You know, I love how you do that because there is a part two to this question that relates exactly what you're saying. Oh, no. If that same Wikipedia page has a subcategory for your war crimes, or better yet, a whole ass page to them, what would those be? Hypothetically speaking, as a joke, for legal reasons, smiley face. Oh god. Uh, just a real quick follow on that whole Scottish thing down, I'll answer the question. Uh, uh, quoting Alice here, he just copy-pasted pages from English wiki, but changed the wording to like, what's the word, where you type it like it's said out loud. He's done that, but for a Sc- uh, but for a Scottish accent, phonetically, <laughs> yeah, like it, it, it is, it is insane. Uh, but for war crimes, I think I don't know. Um, what could uh, be considered a war crime? Does it have to be a war crime? Because that's on a pretty big scale. Yeah. Okay. Like I've I've never I've never invaded Poland, so I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, the time where uh, Lasse went to Japan to beat the shit out of the, the dude who made made an abyss, and unfortunately he was being apprehended by a bunch of cops, and so the fight kept escalating. You, it just it just turned to that scene from from Yakuza, where like you're you're in like the you're at the docks, and there's like a thousand fucking yakuza members so you just keep punching them and punching them and filling your combo meter until like your life fucking depended on it because it did and it's basically going to be one elongated version of the hallway scene from old boy yo war crimes and Geneva convention checklist i did shoot my squad in their sleep and be able to go home early you know if I was going to commit a war crime, I'd want to go to Japan and steal, like, the sacred treasures to see if they're real. They have sacred tre- treasures? Okay, so, um, you know, you know in, like, Japanese mythology, how, like, there's, like, the, there's, like, the mirror, there's, like, the grass-cutting sword, and there's, like, the, um, no. There's another thing. I've never like heard Mata of I've, I've never heard of these things. Uh, like, they, they show up a lot in, like, anime and, like, Japanese culture. It was, like, uh, like, some, some beads or magatama or some shit. Uh, a mirror and, like, a sword. And they're all supposedly, like, given by the gods. And whenever, like, a new prime minister is brought in, like, they have a right. They look into a, like, there's a ceremony around it. Like, they're covered in a veil, but all these objects are supposedly real. And the only the emperor, or only like the uh, prime minister, gets to see them. Hmm. 
So I want to be like, if I'm going to invade Japan and commit a crime, I'm going to do that. I'm going to see if these fuckers are real. Oh, fuck. They're They're probably not. But like, there's like no record of them online. Or like, supposedly, of what they should look like. Oh, fuck. That reminds me. Um, I, I wish I remembered exactly what what the specifics were but i know that in the english parliament there's a weapon in the middle of the parliament and it is said that whoever has that weapon can like rule uh like england or something with it and it's just there that you can just pick it up but uh, i think that you will then have to defend yourself with that weapon. No, it's not Excalibur. It's in the parliament. I think it's a maze. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but, like, it's 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 just that. The giant golden maze given to parliament by the king a long ass time ago as a symbol of status to say whoever holds the maze is allowed by name of the king to rule and hold laws. That's just in the middle of the parliament. I didn't know that. And... And again, there's the whole thing about like you are allowed to take it and leave, but you will then have to defend yourself using that weapon. <laughs> That's cool, Excalibur, but blood. Yeah. You know, I, I I Google this and like I love the page for the UK Parliament, and it's like M for Mace with in parentheses the. So it's just called the Mace. <laughs> The Mason Parliament is a symbol of royal authority, and without it, neither house can meet or pass laws. The House of Commons Mace is a silver glit ornamental club of about five feet in length, dating from the reign of Charles II. On each day that the house is sitting, the mace is carried to the chamber at the head at the, of the speaker's position by the sergeant of arms. That's a weird way to spell it. It is placed on the table of the house, except when the house is in committee, when it rests on the two brackets underneath the table. It's literally the talking stick! (laughs) I love it! It's the talking stick! When I was in kindergarten, whenever you would, like, you would all sit in the circle and all the kids want to talk. But, like, the teacher's like, no, 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 no. Only the person with the talking stick can speak. So they hand the talking stick to the what to the person who gets to speak, and everyone stays quiet. And the one with the talking stick gets to speak. I, I, I we, we, we had that. I think we had a pillow in, in my class. It's basically oh. a strength faith weapon from Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, a, a guy yeah. tried to do that a few years ago over the Brexit thing. Some dude picked it up and everyone freaked out. One of the guards of the house who had a sword tried to stop him and this person was like, he had a sword, of course, and gave him the mace back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a bitch! <laughs> like, you have the mace with capital M of, like, at least you can put up a fight. Man, you're like, you, you never parried, son? Get good! <laughs> Ah, what a bitch. That's hilarious, but what a bitch. Yeah, that dude did not praise the sun. What a bitch. (laughs) Uh, We have one from uh, Shane, but do you want to read it now or do you want to save it for for next time? We we, we, we always take two, so let's take two. All right. Dear Claudia and Lassa, here's my weekly questions for you. First, not really a question, but a reminder from last week, unless someone has done it already... If you were vigilantes, would one of your one what would your one liners be? Oh fuck. I have not workshop oh, that at all. I promised myself I would workshop it. <laughs> I 
Okay, so I actually wrote these down. Oh my fucking I, had to be legend. Okay, so um I never called them one-liners, but like a me a long time ago, me and my friend were coming up if Cloud if my OC Cloudy was a fighting game character, these would be some of his win quotes. And I'm gonna they're they are I wrote these when I was like like sixteen, so they're gonna be the cringiest shit. You are a brave man for putting that out there. I'm just throwing it out. Okay, so I'm always rising to the top while other feels the downpour of my presence. My head may always be in the clouds, but I'm always ready to drop the thunder. Not bad, not bad. <laughs> Take my hand, I'll lift you up to where you belong. That sounds like a fucking That sounds like that, that, actually sounds that doesn't sexual. sound like like something from a fighting game. That sounds like something from a fucking romance manga. You know, I think my friend was, yeah, I think that's what was supposed to happen. I, I think it was supposed to imply that, oh, I'm going to kill you and send you to heaven, but I think that sounded a lot more sexual. That sounds romantic, if anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have, like, too many, but I'm, the more I'm reading them, the more I'm actually taking psychic damage, so that's my last one. I, f I feel like the uh, if I have to, like, I, I can't come up with anything with, like, rice or anything, uh, like, uh, rice from this or something. Uh, so I think I'm just gonna go with the uh, with my one liner from my Bloodborne trailer that you should all go check out, which is which is the most me thing ever, which is just me screaming at the top of my lungs. Get fucked, you fucking nerd! <laughs> <laughs> you know that's a good one. And they just they just take out your gun and start blasting. Oh, okay, okay, wait, no, I have I have two, I have two. Okay, these are these are the best ones in here. First one. What a shame. You were talking up a good storm, yet I rained on your parade. Ooh. And the last one. The forecast calls for cloudy days. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, I can appreciate the... Uh, I'll send you the file later and then you can just laugh at how bad they are. But yeah, one-liners. I hope you're happy with that, guys. Bro, like, did you ever hear some of the... Uh, like, did you ever hear anything from Killer Instinct? Uh, You know, I, I'd never hear them over, like, the announcer. But, like... Uh, That's fair. Tell me, tell me some off, off the top of your head. I, I just remember because the trailer for Tusk had some of the, the, uh, the best ones ever. Uh, his win quote... So he's immortal... Uh, and his mm. wing quote is death comes to all except for me um, which is really good <laughs> that's cocky but uh, there, there is this point in his trailer that always fucking just gets me where, where he just fucking screams out evil beware for I am the watchman of the gods and it's just like okay okay penis is maximus erectus what, what is it he says about uh, like there's the there's the dinosaur that can breathe fire where he goes are you dreaming of becoming a dragon little one and oh that's and, good. and then uh, there's one where I, I don't recall who he's, who he's fighting but it's like someone who is fast and like you're fast until I catch you he's uh, way too cool so yeah, t t oh. but just the like, evil beware, find the watchman of the gods. It's just fucking sex. <laughs> just sex. Oh. Okay. So now for the actual questions. For my question, uh, 
whose bad movies are more entertaining to watch and drink to, and why Neil Breen's movies or Uwe Boll's movies? I've only seen a Neil Breen movie, and I don't remember which one off the top of my head, so I kind of have to choose him by default. Who's better, Neil Breen or Uwe Boll? Neil fucking Breen every fucking day. Like uh, so, so Uwe Boll. It, it, how do I put it? When you, when you see an Uwe Boll movie, it feels like there's an active attempt on disregarding or downright shitting on the source material. Where hmm. uh, there there is a sort of contempt and anger in uh, in his movies about, uh, that he's basing off on these video games. It's very clear he has no passion for the video games. He's just using it because, hey, if I attach them to a pre-established uh, franchise people are going to be interested in it whereas Neil Breen wants to make movies is passionate about movies and is absolutely fucking dark shit at making movies <laughs> and that and like you cannot hate Neil Breen it is physically impossible. He is just a fucking idiot with a camera. And you cannot hate that. You can, like, appreciate someone who's, like, maxed out their charisma and will, like... Even if you're they're doing the worst shit possible, even if they know they're bad and they still keep trying, there's, like... It's like a manliness to it. I don't know. It's like It's like fighting in the face of certain doom. But you go in swinging anyway. Yeah, That's appreciative. <laughs> so yeah, Neil Breen wins. Ne- Neil Breen, all day, every day. <laughs> Fucking god. Uh, my my other question is, if Chris Chen didn't rape their mom and was not in jail, who do you think would she would jump on board? Which... Okay. If Chris, Ch- if Chris Chen didn't do the shit that Chris Chen did, mm-hmm. what bandwagon would they jump onto? Uh, they personally think they would have joined the NFTs or tried to make their own Sonichu NFTs or whatever. But, like, considering all the horrible bullshit that's going on in the world, would Chris Chen be doing NFTs or would Chris Chen be doing something else? I personally don't think Chris Chen is smart enough to do NFTs, I was, to be I was, completely honest with I you. I was about to say, I do unless someone handled all of the actual doings of crypto and minting NFTs and all that stuff, I don't think that Chris would do that. She is, and and this is not any derogatory way. She's literally too stupid to do it. I think she's yeah. even too stupid to understand the concept. Even if she doesn't understand the concept, like I don't think she. It's all she would find that minting her own work would be too much work for her to put into. Yeah, and it's easier just to beg for money. I think, like, uh, there you go. I, th- I think, like, if she, uh, I'd argue nobody in the NFC community is smart enough. You know what, Hugo? Fair enough. Fair enough. I think if she could uh, get into any bandwagon, I think she would get big into streaming. You know, that is a good way to put it. Cause, like, she had a stream for a while, and she would, like, make her mom beg for money next to her. Mm. But, so, but I'm talking like because like at that point she would just use a PlayStation camera or something, which is evident by the fact that you're gonna hear the fucking PlayStation camera music playing in the background all the time. Um, yeah. But I'm talking like video game 
li like let's plays or something like that. Oh yeah. If she because if she can make money of sitting on her ass and playing video games, she would absolutely do that. You know that that's honestly like the biggest grift she could do. Just like be a streamer. Yeah. Not even a good one. Like I think half of the time she would forget about the audience and just like play up like a character or something. I don't know. Oh yeah. No, no it it just be it just be a silent stream of her just like clicking away at the at the game. And like we wouldn't even see the game. It would just be like an hour of her sitting silently clicking the controller. Cuz she would have forgotten to switch to video game mode. Yeah. <laughs> you will have an entire fucking stream that's just the stream is starting screen and then you can hear the video game playing in the background. It become it, you know that you know actually I think that's fun because then the game of the stream starts becoming oh shit we, we let's guess what game Chris is playing today oh how far is she oh she's in the she's in the sand uh, sand temple of of Ocarina of Time oh cool imagine you know you know the more we're talking about it, the more it actually sounds like a weirdly wholesome concept where like someone's just so inept they forgot to play a video game mode. So their streams are always just the audience playing guessing games trying to figure out what the hell's going on by just audio cues alone from like the really shitty microphone. And then just seeing the reaction full display. Like imagine Chris like, oh damn it! When they fucking lose to a boss. I, I, I don't think my uh my pride could handle it because she would no doubt get way more subs and followers than me. And for, and for me, for me, who is trying to, every time that I do like a let's play something, I always try to make it like as, as cinematic experience as possible. So like me putting all this work into it and then like, she would get more followers and subs for just like showing nothing. Like I think I would just big, uh, commit public Sudoku at that point. No. More people want to see a train wreck than a nice portrait. That is not you know, wrong. That is not wrong. Um, I think that's everything for today. God damn, we've been all around the globe in terms of topics and feelings. And uh, yeah, that's, this has sure been a podcast. Goodbye, everybody! Bye!